Hey everyone, welcome to another Paulson University Small Bite. On this episode, we're discussing Remember Me Thursday. So at the time of this episode's release, it will be Friday, but while we're recording, it's Thursday, and it's not just any other Thursday, no. it is Remember Me Thursday. Mm-hmm. Remember Me Thursday is an international social media awareness day that brings attention to the millions of adoptable pets waiting in shelters and honors those who haven't made it out. Animal welfare workers and volunteers use this as a day to reflect on the pets that, for any multitude of reasons, were euthanized in their care. To an outsider, their existence seems insignificant, but those animals have all taught us important life lessons, and each loss shapes who we are and what we'll do to improve in the future. Would you like to go first? I know that you have a very specific dog in mind. I do. The second you uh, brought this topic up that we were going to do an episode today, uh, Prince just popped into my head. Um, Prince was a training client. So I really worked with Prince on his reactivity to other dogs outside. Mom could not handle him. She had him on a prong collar and, you know, I told her this is not going to help. So we took it off. The reason why, why he was on that was because she's got, um, she's got really bad arthritis so she can hardly hold on to him. So she was very, very, very nervous and they lived in a townhouse community. So it wasn't like she could just let him in the backyard. So his reactivity was intense. Um, otherwise he was a super sweet dog. He just had a lot of anxiety and he was definitely, uh, not exercised as much as he possibly could be. He was still on the younger side. I believe he was four at the time. So we worked, we worked, we worked for, I want to say six months. And then I also had our Possum Walks girls start walking him because it was better for him to get more exercise from them. I think even one of our girls would, would run him from time to time and he loved it. So he was doing so well. He was like my success case. And then dad came down with cancer, really bad brain cancer. And he was deteriorating very quickly. They were spending hours on hours in the hospital. He was not able to come home. So mom was there all the time visiting him. And then Prince was home by himself for hours on end. Um, Because of the situation, they just couldn't take care of him anymore. Even though they put so much time and energy into him, it just, she was thinking that there'd be a better home for him somewhere where he'd get more exercise, gated backyard, you know, and, and I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with her. Uh, because of the time strain, she had to put him in the shelter, whereas normally in this type of situation, we would try and have the owner hold on to the dog until we found a good home, but it just didn't work out. So Prince went to the nearby shelter and I would visit him from time to time, but he started breaking down, being going from a, a beautiful town home with all this space to run inside and then going to a 10 by 10 dig. It was a huge change for him, not not to mention being around tons of dogs barking, literally his neighbors. So it was really setting him off. I got to visit him, I think almost every Friday, but it just, it just wasn't enough. My friends there would try and spend extra time with him and he had his favorites for sure. And he was perfect for them just like he would be for me. But anybody that he didn't know, he was definitely uh, a little more reactive on leash, not towards them, just other dogs in general. Um, Super friendly with strangers. Even one time I was walking him and he ran up to this 90 year old man and just covered him in kisses. Um, he was a wonderful, wonderful dog. We had such, such a connection and I beat myself up for, for his, you know, loss almost every day. And I did promise when he wound up getting put down that I would never let that happen again. I would do more. I, I wouldn't say to myself, Oh, well, I can't say anything cause I, I don't want to get in trouble or I don't want to overstep or this and that. But once he was gone, I got I got to really play it over my head and and realize that, you know, 
as a trainer, I do have to step up and I do have to be there and be a bigger advocate. You're saying, yeah, I, I, at the time I, I think I did what I had to do, but then once, once he was gone and I was just so angry, I was like, no, next time this isn't happening again. I'm not doing this. No one in that situation cared more than you. And that showed. And this goes back to some shelter systems being extremely broken. Volunteers, the walkers, the attendants, they do such a hard job and they don't have the ability to do what I do. They don't have the ability or the knowledge to train the way that I do with dogs like Prince. They do the best that they can while they're with him, try to get him the exercise that he needs and and follow my lead if if I'm telling them what to do. But it's really the the main people running the shelter that need to step up and understand that these are the dogs that were failing and that they need more. They need more training. They need more stimulation. They need more from us than sitting in a dig and just waiting for a walker or a volunteer to come by and, and let them out. And while he was there, he received little to no training, to my knowledge, only when I went and trained with him. So that was a huge problem for me. And hopefully in the future, that won't be the case. But Unfortunately for Prince, that's that's what happened. He was yeah. he was deemed unadoptable, even though they said he was dangerous. Even though the old owner had a five year old granddaughter that he respected, if she told him to go lay down, he'd go lay down in his bed. Mm-hmm. He was a very very sweet dog. His issue was with other dogs, which in a home that has no other dogs is not a problem. Right. So I was I was not happy with that result, and um, I will take Prince's death with me. Every day, I actually have his collar around my rearview mirror in my car just to remind myself to never let that happen again. And just so you know, it's not your fault. You know. know, you put trust in uh, agencies and other people. I kick people myself and- in the butt every day for that. I felt like it was, it was my choice and I let him down. Right. I put him in well, the wrong place. Well, you did do, from my perspective, everything in your power. Thank you. But it'll it's going to make you... And it is making you and it has made you a much better dog trainer. Yeah. So you're better for it. And he's with you every day. I miss you, Princey boy. So this year I'm remembering Chloe. And oh. you got you knew Chloe too at the oh. shelter. Uh, such a her. spunky, sassy, intelligent, kind soul. Incredible dog all around. Yeah. Chloe fell victim to the many shortcomings that still exist in the shelter system, much like Prince. Uh, she fell victim, what, maybe two years before him? Yeah. Chloe's biggest issue was her dog reactivity. She showed awful in the shelter, which turned away every single potential adopter that wanted to see her, whether it was they passed her glass and she was jumping at the glass, losing mm-hmm. her mind because it's a barrier and barrier reactivity. She's surrounded by dogs or they would want to actually get to the point of meeting her in the park. Mm-hmm. And when they see her come out barking and, and going Flipping crazy mm-hmm. and she was, she was a decent size. She's a pit bull, pit bull mix. She was tiny. So yeah, she's probably 45 pounds. Yeah. If that she but was, she's a little not spunky a small thing. Dog. No, she was spunky. So she was scared. She was. My biggest regret was not having the knowledge to modify her behavior at the time. This was long before Possum University was a thought. And if, if this happened now, I really feel like we could have totally changed everything. Oh, absolutely. Her. And I don't understand why the resources weren't in place. After several years in the shelter with interested adopters, never making it further than the initial meet and greet, Chloe began to emotionally break down from the stress of the shelter and the stress of being surrounded by her biggest fear for every moment of her life, whether she's awake or asleep, mm-hmm. she's surrounded by other dogs. Yes. And that's what she's most afraid of. Chloe showed me there is more work to be done to properly stabilize the emotional well-being of dogs in the shelter. 
and to more aggressively adapt the game plan when it's failing before it's too late because it was very clear that the game plan for Chloe was failing for months. Yep. And, and nobody did anything. Nothing was done about it. And we weren't in a position to do something about it. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking about today. Too. I know usually I'm thinking about Clint, but I've been working with Sophie, speaking with Sophie, and she actually did a photo shoot with Chloe, which made me put her like fresh in my mind again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, that was another hard lesson. So share with us who you're remembering today. You can comment on Instagram or if you just want to send us an email and let us know. Don't forget about the dogs that are still waiting in the shelter. Advocate for them and share their pictures and get to the shelter and maybe adopt your next dog. Yes. Because that's what today's about as well, is highlighting the dogs that are still waiting for a home, but also remembering the ones that we have lost along the way. Yes. So that's all we have for this small bite. Until next week. Class dismissed.